Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. I don't know about you, but we love mystery stories. That's why the Upside Down Story is one of our favorite podcasts. It turns a tale flipsy-flopsy upside-downsy so that you need to listen to the clues to figure out who the mystery storyteller is. Search for the Upside Down Story on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome. No, I really mean that. Welcome to R.L. Stein Story Club. I'm Ivy. You probably want to know what you're getting yourself into, and I understand that. Who wouldn't? It's a club, and no one with any brains at all joins a club they know nothing about. So, I'll give you a few details, but only a few, and then we'll be on our way. R.L. Stein has written over 300 books. I'm not making that up. From Goosebumps to Fear Street, he's entertained millions of kids all over the world. But did you know there's a secret vault filled with strange tales that R.L. Stein has collected over the years but never turned into books? It's true. And I'm the president of this club, and I only truth tell. This is a real thing. The R.L. Stein Story Club is opening the door on this vault and telling stories that have never been told before. Stories of the weird, the fantastic, and sometimes the scary. And only R.L. Stein Story Club members can hear them. So if that sounds cool to you, then you've come to the right place. Come on, newly minted club member. Let's get on with the show. Today, we travel to a dark and strange farm in the middle of nowhere. It's far from the city where Noah lives. And Noah is about to find out just how scary a farm can be. It's R.L. Stein Story Club, and this is Something Evil in the Barn. Stella? Hey, I think I'm lost. You in? I can't find you. How big is this cornfield anyway? Note to self, don't visit your cousin on a creepy old farm. Stay in the city where you belong. What a goob. You're kind of clumsy. Anyone ever tell you that? I don't have a lot of experience running through cornfields. Mm, it's an acquired skill. You'll get used to it. What was that? A cow. Sheesh, Noah, I bet you're afraid of your own shadow. Is everyone from the city so jumpy, or just you? Are you sure that was a cow? It sounded more like a zombie. Pretty sure it was a cow. But we do have zombies around here. They only come out after 10 p.m. Oh, look at that. It's 10.03. Oops. <laughs> Very funny. Serious question, though. How frequently do cows attack kids? I mean, I'm guessing it's not that often, but I'm just checking. Actually, cows will eat just about anything. Car tires, two-by-fours, stuff like that. I 
bet they'd eat a kid if the kid was really slow or sleeping. I can't tell if you're joking, but either way, they're too big to fit in the house. I think I'll be fine. I'd keep your window closed either way. A good cow can climb right up the side of a house. I've seen it happen. Hi, Aunt Rita. We got lost in the cornfield. And we think one of the cows might try and eat Noah's foot tonight while he's sleeping. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Noah, but Stella has a very active imagination. We haven't had a cow eat a kid in weeks. She's just playing with you. It's been at least a month. Has it? Anyway, it's late and there are a lot of chores tomorrow. You'll both need to be up before dawn to clear out the giant pile of hay in the barn. Stu's coming by at 6 a.m. with the tractor and it's supposed to pour rain tomorrow. Gotta clear a space to park the old beast. Remember when your dad used to fix everything? We never had to send anything to Stu's for repairs. Yeah, Dad really was handy. But we make do with what we have. Everyone get to bed. 5 a.m. comes early on a farm. Noah, we're glad to have an extra hand for a couple of weeks while your parents are... uh, Where are they again? Uh, Europe? It's kind of hard to miss if you look on a map. First to Spain, then London, then Ireland. Right. Europe. My sister always did love traveling. She never liked the farm life. Too boring, I guess. Or too hard. That traveling stuff is expensive, I bet. I guess so. Well, city boy, up the stairs. First door on the right. All set up for you. We'll put you to work in the morning and see what you're made of. Come on, I'll show you the way. Home sweet home. If you need to use the bathroom, it's right over there, but I'd probably stay in bed from here on out. This place is full of ghosts. They wander the halls at night, and I doubt they'd like seeing a stranger in the house. Ha ha. No, but seriously. Is this place really haunted? It sure is. Apparently, my great old Uncle George got crushed by a tractor a million years ago. He's still around. And then there's the neighbor lady who fell out of a tree and broke her neck. She's a real mean ghost. Definitely avoid her. Have I mentioned that I hate farms? Sleep tight. (sighs) Thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. You're off having a good time in Europe, and I'm stuck on a creepy old farm. This stinks. Ah! Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to mention I store my scarecrow in that bed. You can just sit him up in the rocking chair. What a goob. Okay, I'm just going to move you over here in this very comfortable chair. See, it rocks and everything. And you're going to stare at me until 5 a.m., aren't you? Ah, this is going to be a long night. (sighs) Don't even think about it, cow. (sighs) Stella? Is that you out there? Oh, come on, Stella, is that you? Stella is no longer of this world. She's with us now. Boo! Ah! Wow, that's quite a scream you've got there. I thought one of the piglets was in here. I'm trying to sleep here. Bye. Ugh. No way. It can't be 5 a.m. Oh, it just can't be. I'm calling in sick. Dude, it's 5.01. What are you still doing in bed? We got work to do at the barn. 
I'm not sure if you noticed, but it's still dark outside. Put the scarecrow back in the bed before you leave. He gets cold during the day. Ha ha. <sighs> I feel like my parents dropped me off at a loony bin. This is the worst. You're sitting on my scarecrow. He doesn't like that. And can I just say, you scare really easily. It's like taking candy from a baby. You're probably afraid of your own shadow. Did you hear that? Yeah, like a wind coming through the room, but your window's closed. That's kind of scary. Mm, I'm not falling for this again. You set that up. How'd you do it? Wasn't me. There must be a crack in that window or something. Anyway, come on. We gotta move all that hay and fast. We're behind schedule. Um, you feel that? What? No wind. Still is a statue out here. I'm barely awake. What's your point? I just can't figure out where that wind came from in your room. Well, forget about it. It's probably nothing. And here we are at the creepy old barn. It's big. Wait until you see the size of the hay pile. Well, everyone, it looks like we're dealing with a classic fish-out-of-water situation here. Noah is in way over his head. He has never been to a farm before. The guy doesn't even know what a goat sounds like, and he thinks a cow can climb the side of a house. But the bigger problem is that Noah is a real chicken. This poor kid is afraid of his own shadow, and that is going to be a real problem when we get back from a very quick break. Don't wander off. This is about to get very interesting. I'm glad you decided to come back. A lot of people don't like creepy old barns, but I happen to think they're pretty great. There are animals, and it smells like a farm, and there's weird farm tools, and you get the idea. What's not to like about a barn? Unless it's haunted. That's a barn you don't want to go into when it's dark. Unfortunately, that's exactly what Noah has done. But is the barn haunted? Or did Noah bring the haunting with him? We're about to find out. What was that? A goat. Actually, two goats. Man, you are really a chicken. And that was a chicken, in case you thought it was Bigfoot. Mm, you're about as funny as a donkey. Actually, donkeys are pretty funny. They have great comic timing. Any idea how to use one of these? It's called a pitchfork. I know what a pitchfork is. I'm not an idiot. Nope, you're a very smart city kid who doesn't know what a goat sounds like. Mm, that one hurt. Yeah, the truth often does. That is one big pile of hay. Where are we moving it to? Doesn't really matter, as long as a tractor fits in the barn when we're done. Let's haul it over here, by the chicken coop. There's something in there. Something in where? In this pile of hay. I don't see anything. Are you sure you saw something? 
I mean, I guess one of the animals might have burrowed into a giant pile of hay, but that would be a little strange. They don't usually do that. I'm telling you, I saw something. And I felt it. Didn't you feel it? Feel what? Okay, that I felt. Like a warm wind moving really slowly right past us? I think we should stab it with a pitchfork. But what if it's a sheep or something? We can't just pitchfork a sheep. Anyway, I don't see anything. Let's just keep working or this will take forever. Stella, the cow got out again. Oh man, she's over at the cornfield again. That cow loves corn. You're not leaving me here by myself. Calm down, you're fine. This will just take a second. If this is another one of your tricks, just remember, I have a pitchfork. I'll be right back, I promise. If you're in there, watch out. Here comes a pitchfork. I see you in there. Come out. Uh, what's happening? Don't you recognize me, Noah? Who are you? What are you? I am your shadow. <laughs> Stella, please stop fooling around. This is really scaring me. Everything scares you, Noah Foster. But we're about to solve that problem forever. Stay back. I promise not to ignore you anymore. What do you even want? We're going to be very close from now on. You're not going to ignore me any longer. <laughs> what are you doing? Get off! Get off me! Help! Help! It's inside me! Doors. Oh, and in case you were wondering, I took care of the cow. Noah? Hey, buddy, what's up? You okay, Noah? I'm fine. Better than fine. I'm great. You don't sound like Noah! Oh, I'm better than Noah. Let's get these barn doors closed, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I really don't want to know what happens next. Also, this is a good lesson on many fronts, don't you think? First of all, if you're a city kid, think twice before letting your parents take off for Europe and send you to a farm. That's just a bad idea. But if you do end up on a farm in the middle of nowhere, maybe carry that pitchfork everywhere you go. It might come in handy. And don't be a big chicken. Actual chickens are allowed on farms, not human chickens. And lastly, if you're going to scare people, it might be a good idea to know when enough is enough. You might just wake the giant shadow lurking in every kid. It's in there. Best to leave it alone. I hope you enjoyed this story from the vault of R.L. Stein, and I hope you come back. Just remember, if you're going to be in R.L. Stein Story Club, it's going to get a little strange, but I'll always be here to keep you company. Come back. I'll be waiting. 
like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to R.L. Stein Story Club. I'm Ivy, and I'm the keeper of these stories, the club leader who will introduce you to the strange, the frightening, the unsettling story club world. Our stories come from R.L. Stein's hidden vault, and they've never been heard before. The only people who get to hear them are story club members, so consider yourself lucky. Or unlucky. I guess it depends on whether you like a chilling encounter with a mysterious creature who we will meet in due time. Today we travel to a swamp in the middle of nowhere. Personally, I prefer a nice river or a lake, but wherever water makes its way in the world, there's sure to be something hidden in the deep. Carter Dixon is about to find out all about that for himself and wish he hadn't visited his cousins for the summer. We begin our journey on a simple canoe where three kids are paddling in search of adventure. It's R.L. Stein Story Club, and this is Monster in the Marsh. How come I always end up in the back of the canoe? Because you're good at steering, and I'm good at being the captain. Captain always sits in the front. It's the law of the waterways. Consider yourself lucky. Hmm. I'm stuck in the middle doing most of the rolling. Complaints among deckhands will get you thrown overboard. Usually when there's a mutiny, it's the captain that walks the plank, not the crew. Well, good thing we don't have a plank. Starboard, ten feet. We've got a tree stump coming up. Which way is starboard again? Starboard is right, port is left. Canoeing is more complicated than I remember. That's because you never visit us. It's been like a hundred years since we saw you. Take it up with my parents. I keep telling them I could drive the 400 miles myself, but they've got this dumb rule about not letting a 12-year-old behind the wheel. It's really messing with my social life. I feel like if you're old enough to clean out gutters, you're old enough to drive. Am I right? It's quiet. The Marsh River is the only way to navigate the swamp. All the land around here is too soft for roads. Hardly anyone ever comes out this far. Probably because of the bugs. Gotcha! I must have a hundred mosquito bites. I think I have one on my ear, and my elbow, and my nose. And let me tell you, mosquitoes have no boundaries. Why did your dad move down here anyway? Research on some science book. It was taking forever. You mean it is taking forever. I doubt he'll ever finish it. Anyway, at some point he decided we should just move. And here we are. Talk about messing with your social life. You have no idea. Don't you get lonely all the way out here? Well, sure we do. That's why we're glad to see even you. Ha ha! You're about as funny as a mosquito bite. We probably shouldn't go much further. 
Ah, it's fine. Captain says, full steam ahead. In case it's not obvious by now, I'm the captain. I think Caitlin might be right. Your dad said not to go past the old car in the river. And there it is. Starboard side. It's on the port side, left. And Carter is right. This is far enough. It's fine until we get to the bend at Piney Bog. We've done this a million times. What about pythons? Your dad said someone put pythons in the swamp, and they totally took over. How big are those things again? The big ones are over 20 feet long. They eat rodents and birds. The really big ones can eat, like, a whole pig. Not true. Oh, it's true. Or a cow. They can also eat a whole cow in one bite. Don't listen to him. He's dumber than a two-by-four. What was that? Eh, python eating a moose. I think we should turn around and go back. Your dad was pretty serious about being careful out here. He just wanted us to come back early and do swampy yard work. I'm telling you, it's fine. Dad does like to give a lot of warnings. He's a real worrier. Your parents don't get out here much. Haven't seen my brother in almost a decade. Yeah, sorry about that, Uncle Barney. It's cool to be here, though. Thanks for letting me stay. <clears throat> Stack this wood, why don't you? I'll keep chopping. <clears throat> so they tell me you're the uh, adventurous type? <clears throat> you like to explore, huh? That true? I guess so. <laughs> uh-huh. Ever been on a uh, swamp before? No, sir. Well, maybe I have, but I don't remember. It was a long time ago when you first came out here. <clears throat> right. There's something you need to know about the swamp and that marsh river. You mean about the pythons? My parents already warned me about that. Not pythons. We cleaned that up years ago. I'm talking about something more serious. There's something out there, Carter. Some, some say it's a legend, but I, I know different. <clears throat> what do you mean, something? Like a bear, or... Uh... Oh, not a bear. Listen to me, son. Some call it the Marsh Monster, or the, the Piney Bog Beast. Uh, it doesn't matter what they call it, it's out there. It lives in the swamp, in the deep part, past Piney Bog. When it's disturbed, it rises up, and... I've seen this movie before. I've seen all the Swamp Monster movies. This ain't no movie, Carter. What I'm telling you is real. <laughs> yeah, right. Good one, Uncle Barney. Let me tell you the whole story. Then maybe you'll stop laughing and take me seriously. <sighs> I came down here because of a scientist called Rory McMahon. He came here for research on plant life. A lot of rare stuff in these parts. I knew Rory. He was a careful guy, always took precautions. Man, he loved his plants. Anyway, Rory was right down by the edge of the water where it drops off, trying to pull some dang mangrove root out of the water, and he got all tangled up. Ended up face down. I don't like where this is going. The current pulled him under the water. Poor guy sank all the way to the bottom. But legend has it, he didn't drown. 
It was much worse than that. The swamp water overtook him, the underwater roots surrounded him, and the creatures of the bog attached themselves to O'Rory, to his face, his arms, his legs, everything. They smothered him until he no longer looked human. Rory McCann became a creature, not alive, not dead, a monster. The Marsh River Monster. He lurks under the surface of the river, right past Piney Bog, where the water runs deep. Good story. You actually had me scared there for a second. I'm not trying to scare you, Carter. I'm trying to warn you. Don't go down that river any further than Piney Bog. Keep your adventures in check, and you'll be fine. <sighs> Come on. Let's finish cutting this wood. We've got some windows to wash. That story was pretty crazy. You're probably right. The Marsh Monster is a legend made up by parents to keep their kids from getting too far from home. Still, maybe we should head back. It's a little creepy out here. Man, those white heron are cool. Who doesn't love a bird with a sword for a beak that skewers fish? What's that sound? Well, sometimes we get these big gusts of wind through here. I think one of them is headed right for us. Whoa! There goes my hat! The wind is pushing us into the deep water, past the bend. I love that hat. It's not too far. We can get it. Uh, the captain of this vessel demands that you stop paddling us into the deep water. Just a little further? It's right there! Don't lean over, Carter! You're tipping the canoe! Yes! I got it! Whoa! Carter! Grab him when he comes up for air! Well, this isn't good. My guess is Carter should have listened to his Uncle Barney. Or, if he didn't listen, at least Carter should have brought the axe with him. I have a feeling that thing might have been useful about now. While Carter is underwater in the deepest part of the swamp, let's take a short break and catch our breath. It's the least we can do since Carter can't breathe right now. Don't be gone long, he's gotta come up for air soon. Welcome back to R.L. Stein's Story Club. When you left, Carter had fallen head over heels right into the deep end of a swamp. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but he still hasn't come up for air. I don't know about you, but I'm curious to see if this marsh monster is real or not. No time like the present, literally. Paddle over that way. I think I see bubbles. Where is he? He isn't coming up. Carter! He must be stuck. There are a ton of roots and shoots through here. We have to find him. Clouds rolling in. There's a storm coming. Carter! Get him into the boat! This is crazy. You were down there a long time. Carter? Hey, you okay? Totally covered in seagrass and vines. I can't even see his face. 
Are you in there, Carter? He won't let me touch him. Come on, let's paddle for home before the storm really hits us. Hang in there, Carter. We'll be home before you know it. What happened? Where's Carter? I'm sorry, Dad. We went down the river a ways and the storm hit and Carter fell in. He fell in? How far did you go? You stopped at the old car, right? Uh, not exactly. I told you not to go past the old car. Why is it so dark in the house? A storm knocked out the power. How long was Carter under? Well, don't just sit there. Tell me. How long? A while. I don't know, like five minutes? Where is he now? We left him in the canoe. He wouldn't come with us. Dad, he's he's covered in swamp goo and vines and... I don't know, something's not right. Come on, you two. Grab some rain slickers. Carter! Hey, hey, are you in pain? You didn't bring back Carter. You brought back the Marsh Monster! What? No! What do you mean, a monster? <laughs> Hold it down. I'll untie the boat and we can use the rope. <laughs> Hold on. Logan, get on the other side of the boat and take the rope. Run it through the loophole and send it back. It's not going to hold him for long. Come on, everyone in. I'll hold this thing down while you two paddle. Where are we going? We're taking this thing back where it came from. <laughs> Seems like it's calmed down. I think it's more comfortable out on the open water. Keep paddling! I think this is where Carter fell in. Are you sure? It's getting dark, but yeah, yeah, I think so. Hang on, everyone. I'm standing up. Throwing this beastly thing back to where it came from. Huh. Storm broke. You guys? What is it, Caitlin? Over there, hunched up on the shore. It's Carter. Carter, you're alive! Paddle over. <sighs> hey, kiddo. It's okay. We got you now. Come on, into the boat. Let's get you home and into some warm clothes. Oh, you're okay, Carter. Oh, how long were you down there? Also, you won't believe what we had in the boat earlier. It's gonna blow your mind. Are you okay? Can you speak? Answer us! Oh no! He was down there too long! This is bad! No! No! Carter! Get, get down! We're your friends! We're your family! Oh! <sighs>
Carter's parents come to pick him up, we've got a lot of explaining to do. A little advice here, club members. When your parents tell you to not take a canoe into the deep part of a swamp, maybe listen to them. Or better yet, steer clear of swamps in general. Nothing good there. Alligators, birds with swords for beaks, and marsh monsters. I mean, come on, people. Order a pizza, stay in, watch a movie. But definitely don't go to a swamp. You've been warned. Come back next time when we'll be dealing with a jealous friend. You've been there, right? Well, not like this you haven't. Until we meet again, Ivy signing off. Go kid, go. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe, Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio.